eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Hey everybody, it's Hallie. And also Allison. And we are back for another <laughs> Gangbusters episode of Ruined. The podcast where we ruin a horror movie, in case you have never listened before. If you're new, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we apologize yeah. ahead of time. Yeah, <laughs> get ready. We both uh, slowly lose our minds over the course of roughly an hour talking about one movie. So uh, I think you'll have some fun if you're new. But um, if you're not new and you... Uh, would like to ask us any horror movie or non-horror movie related questions. Yeah, really get personal. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, here's my mother's maiden name and my social security <laughs> number. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I've had my identity stolen twice. Um, third, third time's a charm, though. Third time's a charm. Third time's really going to just destroy my life. You're never going to get it back. That's the thing. Like people, It'll be like the net where it's like, you're not Allison. Well, once it's been stolen... It never goes back That's to what not it seems be. Like. It's just whether they. Yeah. I mean, somebody has all of that information for me. It's just a matter of if they're using it or not. Yeah, I feel like there's a couple of years ago where like Target was getting hacked. Like everything was getting like their stuff leaked. I'm like, well, this is out of my hands. Then, like, I'll change my passwords, but like, I don't know what else to do. Thank you for emailing me, and letting also, me know. Like, but once your social security number is out there, like, there's nothing you can do, which is the case that I'm in. So it's like just a matter of like, well, if you wait long enough, maybe they'll forget. I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't know if you're going to be alive for a long time. Knock on wood. I hope so. Just a long life of getting your identity stolen over and over again. Every couple of years, it'll be like like the cicadas. Beautiful. Which again also ties into our movie, which we are not mentioned yet. But interestingly, the the cycle of life or or of monsters also plays into our movie this week. But before we get there. I'm excited that I stumbled across that just in... uh, referencing my nightmare life. Uh, (laughs) But if you do listen and you are a fan, you can ask us questions about anything. You can DM us on Instagram at RuinPodcast or you can email us at uh, ruin at the radio point.com. But we got a question from Winona on Instagram and she asked, Allison, is there a movie you're looking forward to getting ruined? Um, And then also asked Hallie, is there a movie you can't wait to ruin? I got to say... Uh, so many people reference Cabin in the Woods to us mm-hmm. that I am excited for to be let down by that because <laughs> it's got it's come up so many times. But another movie I do want us to do, and I'm saying it out loud now because it's now a contract. Um, Stephen King's Thinner. Oh, I absolutely I love Thinner. I have seen Thinner, I believe, twice in 2020. Interesting enough. <laughs> That's so intense. I just wreck it. My friends, um, to my friends, to be Vincent, we like always do like from the trailer, and maybe maybe one of them has seen. I, maybe Vincent saw it, but like the the woman who curses him. Oh yeah, I know the loose plot being like rubbing her hand like near his face and being like thinner, and we just do it a lot whenever we're talking about our weight. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm constantly telling Dave thick uh, during during quarantine. <laughs> 
Um, I don't know if Sinner, I would say it's one of the best Stephen King uh, movies. We I, we should do an all Stephen King month. I feel like he, he oh. just has so many adaptations of different quality levels that I think it'd be really fun to to dig into yeah. that. Obviously, that we just fun. did The Mist, and that was, well, one of the better ones, I think. But we, there's a lot a great, of great ones, a lot of bad ones. Great scare. As for the movie, I would like to spoil. Um, I'd really like to do, um, you know, we did audition for Valentine's Day, and that was really fun. So I definitely think I would like to, I'm looking forward to whenever we're going to spoil, like, the next really heavy hitter, like Martyrs, um, for example, we'll definitely oh, have sure. to get to. Um, so yeah, I, I I feel like I really enjoy moving doing movies I personally enjoy, but I also would like to do movies that I have not seen and that um, are famously horrible to watch. So I definitely look for that. I don't know if we should do for an anniversary or you know I, I'm not sure oh, when, but we'll sure. definitely do yeah. uh, Martyrs at some point. Um, but oh, well, no, excited. no, thank you for asking us. These are yes. these are great questions for us to ponder. Love these questions. And before we get into the movie of the week, we'd also like to thank um, the people yes. who recommended it to us. We like to give a shout yes, out because you can request and recommend movies to us. We're happy for that. So absolutely, um, Laura at uh, Knitting Kitty on Twitter. I like your whole vibe. And Amanda at uh, AdCat08. Thank you for recommending this movie because we're gonna get into. Jeepers, Jeepers Creepers. Creepers. And this is a great example of something to recommend because, like, obviously I've seen Jeepers Creepers. I believe I saw it in theaters. But I, it wasn't at the top of mind, you know. So I wouldn't necessarily—we sure. would have gotten it to eventually. But if you recommend it, we will absolutely um, get to it quicker. Um, so yes. we always like to have Allison watch the trailer for the movie that we're going to ruin. So, Allison, what did you think of the Jeepers Creepers trailer? Oh, yeah. So, like, the trailer cuts a lot—is, like, a lot of the lines where, like, the girl of the couple is— referencing the tropes of scary movies. And mm-hmm. she's like, in a scary movie, this is like, this is when someone does something stupid or like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Justin Long is like, he's dead. And she's like, he's not. Like, reference, like, and I feel like I'm excited for maybe a little bit of meta horror. You know, not it's not the level of Scream, which is just a huge, like, reference uh, circus. But I did like that. But then also, uh, I didn't like seeing, uh, I guess, a body thrown down a pipe. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of that, a lot of that going on. Except that, like, this is, like, I was going to say, or a couple on vacation, but I was like, I guess of, like, the pandemic vacations you could go on, this one looked kind of safe. Well, Allison, I'm going to ruin the first uh, part of the movie right now. They're not a couple, they're brother and sister. Oh, wow. Well, they have a lot of sexual chemistry. That is fascinating no. because that's it, they do not in the film. So that's an interesting that the trailer was able to convey that. I just instantly assumed that they were a couple. I feel like that would make more sense. But then also, I guess the, the siblings things adds an element of like, it's easy to brush off your sibling's suggestion in a way where it's like your girlfriend, boyfriend, you're like, okay, well, I guess I understand where you're coming from. If it's your brother, you're like, don't go in the pipe. You know, like, shut up. You're not going in the pipe. Right. At least this right. is my experience. I mean, I know you're an only child, but from my experience, that yeah. that to me feels right. And we also like to take a baseline scary um, for, and this was a tough one because there's a lot of things, I didn't want to just say monsters, but I would say, Allison, right. how scary do you find the concept of road trips? I mean, pretty scary. Mm-hmm. I think especially like, like this one where there's just like long, most road trips you have long stretches of nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, where there's no people, there's nowhere to stop, there's no town, you're just kind of on a highway, and, like, there might not be anyone else driving on that highway, or the people that might be driving on it might be super scary. So that part is not great. 
I forget what show it was, but something I like saw in passing once was like, oh yeah, I can't wait to go on a road trip where we have fun for 15 minutes and then are bored for eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that sounds right. That's really funny. Have fun for 15 minutes and then I have to pee for four hours at a time yeah. and like can't pull yeah. over. Well, <laughs> that's a lot of that. And, and we'll get into that um, in just a second. Um, before we start, I would like to say, Allison, what do you think the twist will be in Jeepers Creepers? The twist that they are a couple. No, <laughs> oh boy, you wish you're dying for them to have sex. <laughs> Love some incest. Uh, Allison I, pro I mean, incest livey over here. <laughs> yeah, that's how everyone knows me. I feel like something about where the creature came from okay, would be a reveal. Right. I feel like that would be surprising. Seems like there's uh, like a wise local black woman who knows a lot about his history. So maybe something that she doesn't tell us that comes out later. Character actress Patricia Belcher, phenomenal. I know her best from Bones, right. but she's been in everything. She is also incredible in this movie. Yes. And then there's one other question that this is the first time I'm asking you this. And we really do not like to weigh in on the quality or content, really, of the movie. Because we'd be here all day, you know, if I'm like, well, this doesn't make sense. But there was one element of this movie that drove me absolutely bonkers. That Allison, after I've ruined the film, I want you to tell me what you think that specific detail is. Okay. Okay? And there are, there's only one right answer. So it's pretty much all wrong answers. And then the one right. Okay. This is something that happens in the movie, or is this like a thing that like isn't answered? This is something that happens in the movie. Okay. And I was going to say, is like, addressed. is it the bathroom question? Because I know the bathroom question. Oh, that's a great. No, uh, yeah, weighs, I'd be, weighs heavily on both of us. Right. If we were both a group, cheers, groupers, our pants would have been peed. We just have urine soaked pants the entire time. Everywhere. There's not a yes. bathroom in this in this uh, place. I guess the whole world yeah, is a bathroom. Seem, if you don't mind yeah. peeing in the woods, mm-hmm. but yep. Uh, but no, it is something that happens and it is addressed. And it, it okay. absolutely okay. makes me so bonkers. It is something addre- okay, yeah. Got it. So let us begin by ruining 2001's Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> so we open on a brother and sister, Trish, played by Gina Phillips, and Derry, played, of course, by the illustrious Justin Long. And they're driving home from college. And according to Amazon, the movie was shot in Florida. So I'm like, I guess either they're driving, you know, Florida's a big state. So they're driving home yeah. through Florida or they're driving from a neighboring state, say Louisiana, into Florida to go home for spring break. They, it, okay. they may make mention early on that they are taking the, quote, scenic route, the longer way home, what? which is not how I've what? ever driven home from anywhere. I've never been like, would love to be in the car more if we could. With your sibling, and also the long way the long way home, I don't know what the short way is. Maybe it's not that much of a difference. The long way home is 10 hours. So they are choosing no. to be in, a ten, in the car for 10 hours? Absolutely not. Right. If you're like, oh, it takes 30 minutes to go home, but it's, you know, mm-hmm. 45, almost an hour if you, like, drive along the water, I'd sure. be like, okay, yeah, why not? Gorgeous. Let's take a drive. And that's the thing. If this was... Anything to look at if you're driving through, you know, beautiful next to a beautiful river. I mean, yeah, there's plenty of places where I can see. Oh, yeah, none of this appeared scenic from the trailer. And it's funny because I also read a piece of trivia where the director said that they had to keep like um, making every scene darker and darker because they shot in Florida where it's so beautiful and sunny. So it was just not scary in any way. Where it's like, oh, you're just driving through some beautiful patch of God's country, you know. And so I thought that was like a funny (gasps) detail. 
But um, if only they had known what 2021 and 2020 Florida was like, it would be the oh, setting yeah. of a horror movie. I mean, eventually, so it'll be, scary. It'll be underwater. You won't be able to drive it at all. But yeah. um, so Trish, they're Trish and Derry Jenner. And the reason they're taking the long ride home is that Trish has broken up with her boyfriend, who's like this poli sci, straight A, track star, perfect guy. And apparently her parents were like really hot on them to like be together and, and saw him as like their future son-in-law. And Trish is mm-hmm. kind of dragging your feet on telling her parents that, like, she broke up with him. And Derry is just ragging on her the whole time and, like, sings a song about how she, like, lost this perfect boyfriend. And so they're already kind of, like, scrabbling at each other. We don't even know how long it's been into their drive. Like, for all we know, they just started. Right. Also, their last name is Jenner. So in my mind, they are Kylie and Kendall Jenner's cousin. And then they go to Caitlyn Jenner's house for Thanksgiving. So if that helps, Mm -hmm. that's not true. But in my mind, that, Mm -hmm. that made it more fun. Um, yeah. They're like pals with Brody. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. haven't like seen him in person in a while, but like they'll talk on like right, Instagram like, or whatever. Yeah, they text. Yeah. So they're in the middle, and it is the middle of nowhere. Like it is rural, you know, like occasionally a farmhouse, beautiful, but like nothing. Sure. And so okay. they're driving, and Derry is driving Trisha's car, which is kind of this old beater. And he's just driving like an asshole. He's like tailgating this RV and then veering around them, just being like a you know, dumb college student. Yeah. And they're playing a license plate game where it's like, like sort of the first person to like say a license plate out loud, you get a point. So like he sees the RV's license plate and he says um, gay forever, which is like how it sort of spells that out. And yeah. he says, gay forever, a point for me. And they're driving and they're sort of at each other's throats in a way that like that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like for someone who has siblings, it's like you're just kind of like trapped and like sweaty in this car. And much like in Children of the Corn, they can't get a radio station. Like, it's all church stations or, like, reports on, like, the alfalfa crop, you know? Great. And um, while they're driving, all of a sudden, this huge, scary truck. I don't know what the make and model is, but it's only a truck that exists in horror movies where it looks like it's just gigantic, like, 30s, like, like rust bucket, like, in, yes. like horrible, like, Frankenstein's driving it. It's just not a normal truck, you know? Yeah. And this thing comes right up behind them and starts tailgating them. And they're both screaming and freaking out because it's sort of like the car behind the truck is trying to drive them off the road. Off the road. And okay. so Derry, of course, does what you should do in that, in that instead of pulling over, he veers wildly across the road and doesn't let the guy pass. And they're screaming. Great. And finally, you know, Derry pulls over and we see the truck speed past them. And the license plate says, Beat NGU. So beating you. And uh, Derry says, okay. oh, look, I, I got it. That's a point for me. And they have this, you know, scrambling, you know, like argument or whatever. And Trish says, what do you think that guy's problem was? And Derry says, I think I know based on where we're at. It's inbreeding. And mm. this— He's, like, mad. He's, like, I wanted gay forever and someone took it. So I had to settle for Right. And now I can't get beating you because, you right. know— this guy got it. So this almost near accident is a segue into a conversation about their hometown urban legend. And apparently okay. there was a couple named Kenny and Darla who went to their graduated from their high school in 1978, and they died on the sa- this same highway that they're on. Now, there are a lot of rumors about their deaths. For example, Derry says that they had to go looking for Darla's head, which was never found. But they did find Kenny's body and Darla's body. Trish says neither of their bodies were ever found they, or their bodies, sensibly, just disappeared from the crash site. Okay, but, like, 
not only am I not taking a scenic route home that's going to be longer when I'm already driving many, many hours, mm-hmm. I'm also not going to take the scenic route if it's also the location of an urban legend that revolves around a murder of two people. I couldn't agree more. I would never drive <laughs> anywhere longer than I absolutely had to be. I would have flown yeah. home. A 10-hour drive, I'm just pointing up for the Why cash. are you driving? Absolutely yeah. not. So, you know, they they sort of have this conversation. Trish says, you know, when I used to hear that story, I thought it this would be the highway I died on. So Fun. they continue to drive and they're arguing, they're talking about like, is their mom depressed? You know, that t- sibling stuff. And as they're driving, they see from the highway, the truck that attempted to run them off the road. They see mm-hmm. the driver getting out of the back. They see a driver pulling um, what is pretty clearly a body wrapped in a bloody sheet out of the right. back of the truck and throwing mm-hmm. into a huge pipe in the yard. And I would say it is yeah. full daylight and he is not trying to, like, hide it or anything. Right. And the driver is wearing, like, a long, filthy coat and has a giant, yes. wide-brimmed hat pulled low. And so, like, mm-hmm. they can't really see his face, but he absolutely, like, he turns as their car goes by. Like, <gasps> he he sees their car. He clocks them. And yeah. they see him clocking them. And so, Darry and Trish wisely say, we got to get the fuck out of here. And Trish goes to grab Darry's cell phone because it was 2001, you know, so we were starting to have them. Okay, they had cell phones. Unfortunately, the phone is absolutely dead. And he has a charger, but like her cigarette lighter is broken. They cannot charge the phone. Seconds later, that same terrifying truck is barreling down on them and it slams into the back of them trying to force them off the road. And they're like... This guy, we just if we just saw this guy kill someone or, or dispose of a body, he's going to force us off the road and kill us. So they're trying to stay on the road, and they're screaming right. and panicking. Also, like, that truck just doesn't strike me as something that could go fast enough to, like, go from a dead stop facing the other direction to all of a sudden being, like, on your up in your shit. And, and yes, and Derry also says this, it's that point, like, oh, it's, like, supercharged or something. I don't know. Who, okay. if they mean that literally, I don't know if there's some sort of I don't know a force I don't know. propelling this disgusting old truck, but the truck eventually forces them off the road, and they they go through a fence and they go in the middle of the field screaming. But the dr- truck driver doesn't get out and attack them, which is what you assume is going to happen. The truck just still keeps going, so he drove them off the road, but the truck keeps going. Mm-hmm. And while their trunk is all smashed in of Trisha's car, um, they're able to. Drive. So Trisha's like, we got to get the fuck out. We got to find the police. Yeah. We got to go somewhere. We just got a mm-hmm. gas station, wherever we yeah. got to go. Derry says to Trish, well, now what if the person that he threw down that pipe is still alive and needs our help? No. Trish, the voice of reason, says, you know, we could just get help just as fast by getting to a phone. Yes. That's better help, actually. And Derry says, well, what if it was you back there? And that convinces her. And I'm telling, and I've said this before, and I'm telling you again, Allison, if that's me back there, call 911 and keep driving. Do not go me back too. for me. Do not go back for me. Your job is to get professionals involved. Save yourself. Do not go back. Because I'll tell you right now, Allison, if I ever come back for you, I know it will, will be with the knowledge that I'm absolutely going to be murdered by this killer. We both will die. Right. There's no, like, I do not have the wherewithal. I know myself at this point in my life. I me will too. be murdered immediately by the killer. I'm not going to be able I'm to help aware you. of. All of my physical and mental limitations in a crisis scenario, and <laughs> I'm not going to be helpful. Like, I'm going to just get both of us killed. If you're still alive, you have a chance to survive if I just call the cops. If anything, I'm going to drive down your chances. <laughs> if I show up, you're going to die. <laughs> Allison, they drive back to the, no. the, the, the pipe, and they are going to go look inside. They arrive back at the driver's no. house, which it turns out is actually a boarded up abandoned church covered in crows. 
And, and there's no oh, sign yeah. of the driver. No, thanks. So Deary decides to look down the pipe. And the pipe is, it's on a slant. So essentially it's going into the basement of the church. Okay. And it smells like rotting death. And oh, wow. But when Derry shouts into the pipe, he hears a faint voice. So he does something inexplicable, which is he crawls into the pipe and has Trish no. hold his feet. No. And, no. And he has a no. flashlight he's trying to shine down. But the person is, if the person's alive, it's still a t- good 25-foot drop into the total darkness. Right, and was, like, obviously incapacitated enough to not do anything when the villain just threw them in a sheet down Exactly, they weren't flailing. They weren't in a sheet and, like, fighting back. They were either dead or dying. And Trish says, Okay, you know the part in scary movies where somebody does something really stupid and everybody hates them for it? This is it. She is right. And so... Derry's looking, he's like, no, I can hear something, I can see something. But when he moves his flashlight, he realizes that the pipe is full of rats. And he screams, and he kicks his feet, and so, of course, Trish loses her grip, and Derry slides down into the cavern below. Allison, in this moment, what would you do? What would you do? I'm so angry. Enraged. I don't even know. I, I don't even know. If I'm him... Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Kill myself, okay. um, as always. Mm-hmm. If I'm her, I'm like, I'm going to scream down and be like, I'm going to get help. Yeah. Because there's nothing There's nothing I'd be able to do. Right, you don't have ropes. You don't have, like, rescue equipment. Right, it's not like you have all the stuff to go down there and then climb back out. And you see how easy it is to just, like, slide down by accident. So I would be like, I'm going to get help. Just hide in the safest place you can down there. Allison, Derry luckily is okay at the bottom of this pipe. Okay. He has a cut hand and he's bruised. And he is mad at Trish for letting go. Oh, and fuck. And it's like, him. dude, you're kicking your legs and screaming. Everything after this you point in the film. You made her do all of this. You made her come back here. Everything after this point in the film is your fault. I agree. But he can only pout for so long because he sees the body is there, the driver threw down there, and he tries to poke the body and it grabs his leg. Derry was right. The person is alive. Unfortunately, when he rips the sheet off, of, and he sees a person's face, it's a guy, and he's alive, but he's in terrible shape, and his torso has been cut open and roughly re-sewn with, like, big, jagged stitches. I don't like Ostensibly, that. Ostensibly, something has been taken out of his chest, or potentially put in. Or put in. And before he could try to tell Derry, like, hey, what's, here's what I saw happen, right. he dies. So Derry is, of course, freaked out, and he screams to Trish and tells her to go wait on the road and get a motorist to help and call the cops. We have not seen any, other than the RV, we've seen no other... Cars. Yeah, we know the one truck that's around. Exactly. And he's, What's she going to do? Wait for him to show up and be like, oh, you're back, thank God. Like, <laughs> Exactly. And Derry says he's going to try to get into the church and then try to find, like, the exit because presumably he's in the basement of it. So, like, there must be yeah. some other way out, uh, which makes sense. The villain probably doesn't go down the pipe that way. While he's looking for the exit, <laughs> he <laughs> <like> finds— <laughs> Yeah, he, he, he finds a pile of other bodies, and then he looks, and there are, like, hundreds of bodies um, attached to the ceiling and walls of this underground cavern. And the okay. bodies look like mannequins, like they've been preserved in some way. And he realizes that he has found Kenny and Darla's body bodies based on oh. Kenny is still wearing his high school ring and based on the fact that Darla's head has clearly been sewn back Gone. on. Oh, Okay. I did think it was funny that they're completely nude, except for he left the, the villain left Kenny's the on. jewelry on. I thought that was a little, you know, yeah. But good way to recognize them. So obviously, Derry is yes. completely freaked out. Trish is waiting outside, and he she sees the truck 
A truck barreling down the road, freaks out, runs to the car, tries to start it. The car stalls. Of course the car stalls. And she's freaking out. Of course. And but, but when the truck comes by, it's just a produce truck. So not only was she wrong and mistake, mistaken it for the other truck, she has failed to flag down the one truck we've seen the entire right. time. Right. In my opinion, I believe she should leave the car. I mean, you could yell down to Derry and say, leave the car, but then just run. And run yeah. through a field. Get off the road. Because well, how, if, they, if you're off the road, I can't imagine that the villain is going to be able to follow you on foot. Am I wrong? Right. He, he's like tall and weird. He's in a coat. Yeah, he's got a heavy coat. He's got a hat. He's, his power is his truck. So if you take yourself out right. of the truck situation, yes. I think yes. you're going to be good to go. Yeah. But Trisha's there trying to decide what to do. And finally, Derry shows up. And she, of course, screams. And Derry gets in. And they start driving. And Derry is just— Oh, they get the car to start. They get the car to start. and okay. But Derry is like in a fugue state. He can't even talk about what he saw. He's so traumatized. <sighs> okay. And and he tells Trish that the driver sewed Darla's head back on. Luckily, they're able to drive to the next county of Pertwilla, and they stop at a gas station, which is very much like the Chainsaw Massacre variety, where like it's a gas sure. station, but also there's like a barbecue place. Right. And they run inside, and they're like, oh, my God, like, somebody help us. And everyone turns to look at us. They're like, yeah, call the cops. And the waitress agrees to call the police, and they end up having to okay. wait at the gas station, you know, until the police show up. As right. they're at the gas station, the driver zooms past them. And they're like, oh, my God, he's going to see that, that we were there. And I was like, I, I guess we're supposed to think that the driver will know, A, that they were there because Derry took the guy's sheet off. And then B, it was them because he saw them. He saw them? I don't, like, the idea that, like, oh, no, he's definitely yeah, going to know it was us. I didn't, I don't understand how he would that know that. That feels like a lot of, like, coincidence. Or, like, it's putting a lot of, um, you know, noticing on the villain. Right, but let's say, yeah, versus say, like, oh, that guy's going to see our car at the gas station. Then it's like, okay, right, well, he yeah. knows our car. Yeah, like, he might, like, recognize, like, oh, I've seen that car near my body dumping site already, but like... Near my body pipe. like he knows who... My body pipe. Yeah, so that I wasn't so clear about, uh, but the waitress agrees to call the cops and they're sort of there everywhere the wait- in the diner sort of giving them the eye, like who the hell are these people? While they're waiting there, the payphone rings and Derry picks it up and a woman's voice says to what? them... Why would... We're just picking up payphones now? Well, I guess because it was just ringing and ringing. And uh, there's a guy who's no credited as uh, Binky in uh, one of the diner uh, patrons says, are you going to get that? So I think it's just like, well, you're standing next to the payphone. Yeah. You just have to pick it up. All right. Trish answers the ringing phone and a woman's voice says to her, have you seen the cats yet? You and your brother. And she knows about, she knows Derry and Trish. She knows that Derry has cut his hand and that he has a rose tattoo Again, it was the early two thousands, like a like almost yeah, like a black, right. like um that like tribal tattoo, like a pointy black rose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know which one. The caller tells them, "You found its house of pain." The what? Those bodies down there. That's what it likes to call it. It's house of pain. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I don't know if it's a demon or a devil, or just some. Hungry thing from some dark place in time. And you hate to hear it. She says to them, think about the truck's license plate, which da- which Jerry thought says, beating you. In reality, mm-hmm. it says, be eating you. <gasps> be eating you. Be no. eating you. 
be eating you. Which, again, a, a, a tragic turn of events. You don't want to hear that. Also, like, the idea that this guy uh, went to the DMV and was like, I'm going to need a vanity plate. And apparently got a vanity plate that is up to interpretation. Not everyone's going to look at right. it. Right, and it's inscrutable. The caller tells them that when you hear the song Jeepers Creepers, you have to run. You just have to get out of there. Like out of the diner? Wherever you're at. Wherever, Wherever you're at, you, you hear Jeepers Creepers, something horrible is about to happen. How did this woman know where they were? Jerry, of course, freaks out. Okay, okay. And uh, the cops show up. The cops don't believe any of this. Derry tells them about the phone call. And Trish is like, you probably shouldn't have mentioned that phone call. <laughs> like, now they just think we're insane, you know? Yeah. And even Trish is like, well, did the caller really say all that stuff? Or like, you know, what did, you, what did she say to you, right. when you when I handed you the phone? You know? And the cops are like running, running apparently the driver's vanity license plate. And they send police officers to the old church. And, you know, the one of the uh, uh, troopers is like, you know, Darla and Kenny's bodies would just be skeletons. Like, there wouldn't be a way to preserve them. Right. And Terry's like, you don't believe me. Nobody believes me. He's got like 500 bodies down there. You know, and he sounds out of control. You know, everyone's like, okay, yes. all right. Okay. And Justin Long. The waitress runs up and said, somebody was outside fucking with your car. They ran outside and their cars were ransacked. And all of their laundry uh, get, got pulled out. And the and the and some of the diners say that so, they saw someone sniffing their laundry. Ew. Ostensibly to get their scent. And the waitress said, <gasps> looked like he was liking it too. Which is like, what? We don't need that. Also, how do you know he was liking it? How like, do you know? Yeah, it was just like, oh, great, you know. So obviously, Derry is pissed and is like, see, this is proof that somebody's following us. And the police are like, okay, that's fair. We have to do something. Right. And um, there's a handprint on the door handle, but it's covered in dust, which the cops are able to determine is dried skin. So there's a fine layer of dry skin. And while they're taking this handprint, Trish hears something flying overhead. But when she looks, there's nothing there. So, okay. like, hears like, like something, like, like something being thrown or like something soaring? Like a heavy flapping wing sound. Okay. So, again, I do, I'm not a police officer. I've never claimed Mm-mm. to be. Mm-mm. The police say, okay, so we, you are going to drive back to the old church and we're going to check it out. So basically taking, which happens a lot in movies. I just don't think this happens in real life. So it's like, we're going to take you to the scene of this crime and you're right. going to, Show us what to do. Walk it's like, us through. It's like, how would, they're a lay person. How are they going to help you? Anywho, so. Right. I gave you all the information you need to take it from here. You go do it. So Trish you and Derry take off to the old church, and then the troopers, troopers Gideon and Trooper Weston, are in their car, are driving right behind them. While they're in the car, the cops get a call saying that the church has been set on fire. So there, there's no way for the cops to get into the basement. Basement ostensibly to destroy all of this evidence because the driver realizes that Trish and Derry have sort of exposed it to the world. What's going on, yeah. While they're looking, listening, trying to find um, a radio signal, Trish scans through and we hear the song Jeepers Creepers, which is actually, it is a modern version. It is Peekaboo by Susie Sue and the Banshees that I guess samples Jeepers Creepers. Sure. And... So, you know, Derry says, like, oh, my God, it's a song. And interestingly, like, Trish is okay, I think, with the idea of, like, somebody murdered all these people. She does not want to believe something supernatural is going on. Like, that's too far afield for Trish. Yes. I feel like I'm with her. Yeah, like, okay, like, like, I believe my brother saw all these dead bodies. That makes—I've heard of dead bodies. Right. 
The idea right. that somebody called us and warned us about Jeepers Creepers on the radio and now it's happening, you don't want to yeah, believe that. That would possible. be like hard for me to believe. Unfortunately, while they're arguing about this, we see a figure fly down and land on top of the trooper's car. It, it, the creature, which we, is the driver, the driver then p- reaches inside, rips one of the cops out, and then punches its way through the roof of the cop car, drags the hot trooper, Trooper Gideon's head out of the roof, and decapitates him with a medieval axe. And the cruiser goes out of control, obviously, and Derry and Trish pull over as the car, like, veers past. So not only do we know that this thing can fly now, the driver can fly. Right. Which, okay. It has killed the cops. So the cops are now out as a possibility. You know, like, you can call the cops, (sighs) it's just going to kill them with its medieval axe. Right. So they're they're stuck on the highway, and Trish wants to like go up and be like, um, "Are you guys okay?" Obviously not. They're not okay. And as she approaches the no, cop car, they were decapitated from the car. That's not. Finally, we see the driver get out of the cop car, and I'm going to start refer to the the driver as he is referred. I guess I, I, I presume it's a he. I, gender is a construct, but I believe he's being coded as a he. But I'm going to sure. refer to the driver now as the creeper. Okay, because the creeper. Gets out of the car and he's whistling Jeepers Creepers. I guess it's his signature song. And like, what a song to pick. I mean, I guess it is, uh, <laughs> oh God, what's the phrase uh, where there's no licensing on it? Oh, public domain. Um, public domain? <laughs> it's, such an old, uh, it's such an old song that it's public domain. Yes, that's a great point. Yeah. I, I don't know when the uh, publishing rights uh, lapsed on <laughs> Jeepers Creepers. And, and Jeepers Creepers is a terrifying song. It's, of course, about yeah. where'd someone get their eyes and praising their eyes a little too much. Yeah. And it's also of that era where like if you're not if it's not a sample, like it's like Jeepers creep. Like it's so like it's like kind of that weird like 30s, 40s, always scary sounding. Like so upbeat that it's always evil. Right. Like there's no it's hard as a modern viewer to imagine a moment where someone would be singing that and it wouldn't be terrifying. Yes, exactly. The creeper gets out of the um, car, and we see that he is not simply a man with wings. He's a full-on demon. He's got, like, gray skin. He's got, like, these ridges over his head. He's got, like, weird white cotton candy what? hair. And he's, he, he looks like a, like a gray demon. And okay. he picks up Trooper Gideon's head, and he looks like he's um, making out with it. But in reality, hmm. he's eating the head's tongue. And Trish... Rightfully oh. gets back in the car and she fucking they fucking peel the fuck out of there. Yeah, good. I'm glad. And this is the problem is that like, what are they supposed to do? And I, I think now it's sort of like up in the air. Like we call the cops, the cops are eaten by the creeper. We try to drive, right. the creeper could drive even faster than us. Faster than us, and it can fly. And it could fly. So even if we got out of the car and ran ostensibly, it would be able to fly. So I don't know, right. you know, what are our options here? They're arguing, they're having the same argument. And Trish is just going 100 miles an hour. Gunning. And Derry says, please, just so I don't want to, like, die on our way to escaping this creature. And she slams on the brakes outside of a farmhouse. And Trish insists they go inside and ask to use the phone to do... You already called the cops. The cops got eaten by the creature. Who would you call? I guess the cops were like, we already saw how that played out. I don't know how what you think is going to happen. Right. And it's not like I feel like all of a sudden, if there were many more cops, as I think is, is true of, of 
you know, non-paranormal policing. Like, that doesn't mean anything is going to be better. In fact, it probably just means it's going to get worse. <laughs> right. Much like in real life, more cops is not the solution in Jeepers yes. Creepers. Um, at the house, luckily, there's a fun cameo by Eileen Brennan, who I know best as Mrs. Peacock in the movie Clue. Oh, oh, great movie. And she, you know, she's like, I don't have a phone. And if I did, I wouldn't let you call the cops. They're always trying to tell me how many cats I could have. And she's got about uh, 40 cats in this house, which also does not have a but phone. Also, yeah, 40 cats and no phone tracks. Also, weren't cats referenced on the other phone call? Exactly. And that's what Jerry realizes. It's like, oh, no, it's it's about, shit's about to go down. Suddenly the power goes out in the in the house and Eileen Brennan gets a shotgun, and they turn to see the creeper is standing in her cornfield in front of a scarecrow. Eileen okay. Brennan, she's a crack shot. She's like, ba-bow. But unfortunately, the creeper can fly, and it ends up flying out of the right. top of her house and then crashing through the roof of her house. And Eileen mm-hmm. Brennan, because she's she her cats, her babies, are now in danger, just goes fucking buck wild. She runs in the house. She's like, I'm gonna, I don't know what that is. Yeah. I'm going to shoot it. Uh, Derry and Trish wisely yeah. stay outside. Yeah. They hear two yeah. gunshots, and unfortunately, when they see Eileen Brennan come back out, she is impaled on the shotgun, and the creeper is uh, holding her out in front of him like a um, kebab. Like and, walking uh, her. Yeah, like oh, a puppet. God. And so my concern, and it, this is my concern of the <sighs> movie, guy. is it does not seem like humans have the ability to outsmart or outperform the creeper. Trish and Derry run back their car and peel away. They are able to, by slamming into the creeper several times, seemingly knock it down and, in their mind, kill it. However, you know, even watching it, that motherfucker's not dead. It's not dead. It's not human. It can't kill it in a human way. Right. So they are like, Trish is like putting it in reverse, driving over again. Human tongues. It's not living by our rules. Exactly. But they feel pretty confident. They drove it over, drove over it a couple times. They drive off into the night. Finally, mm-hmm. and again, to to say, oh, okay, in a normal movie, being at a police station means you're safe. They arrive at Poho County Police Station. And they call their parents, who are mm-hmm. reasonably very freaked out. They don't tell them yeah. much about what's going on. But Trish says, you know, we're we got attacked, but we're fine, and we're talking to the police. Don't come out here. We're just going to drive home. There's still a couple hours from home, which I find terrifying. Like, it's not like they made it to their town. It's like, their parents are like, oh, by the time you drove out here, we would already be able to drive home. That's awful. Right. Where the fuck are oh, they? Oh, God. No, yeah, again, like, too long a drive. As, as Trish is on the phone, Derry is looking at all these missing persons flyers in the area. Okay. And obviously, like, this is before people knew you could would be able to pause on any frame in a movie because all right. of the missing persons are filled with very funny jokes. My oh, favorite one is there's a missing guy named Tim Sullivan, and his, he has several nicknames, and one of them is Thrifty Sam the Salsa Man. That's it. I mean, that's great. So Trish hangs up on her parents said, no, you stay him. We're, gonna, we're about to leave. Just mm-hmm. then, character actress Patricia Belcher bursts in. Great. We know and love from Bones, Flatliners, and a million other things, and she was the person who called them at the diner. She is, of course, a okay. psychic. Her name is Giselle Gay Hartman. I was like, is she related to Marcia Gay Harden? Like, is that Marcia Gay Harden? <laughs> yeah, they're like sisters-in-law. And she busts in and she's like, Derry and Trish, thank God you're here. The police, I mean, are like, oh my God, Jez, you're always in here. Like, she's like the town kook, you know? So like, everyone's like, okay. oh, get the yeah. hell out of here. Stop so bothering like, people. Claims she's a psychic, but she's always just kind of around. Yeah, and but Giselle's like, you have all these missing people at a fire in the next county. How about you go do your job and I'll go talk to them? And which is, she's also right about that. 
So Giselle starts telling Derry and Trish, like, I'm really sorry. I've had a lot of prophetic dreams. Here's what I know. Every 23rd spring for 23 days, the creeper gets to eat. Only certain things from certain people. Just get away from her, Derry. It eats lungs so we can breathe and eyes so we can see. It all becomes a part of it. Whatever it eats becomes a part of it. So it doesn't want like everybody's lungs. It has to like smell you, which is why I was smelling the laundry. It has to decide okay. what it wants from you. And she doesn't say out loud, outright, but when she says, well, I heard the song Jeepers Creepers, we are to understand the creeper wants one of their eyes. Which one oh. that we don't know yet. Unbeknownst to them, we see the creeper's truck has just arrived in front of the police station. And when the creeper gets out, he's all like bro- broken and gushy sounding, which is kind of fun. It was kind of like That's a fun. like a Jim Carrey like, moment a little bit. Yeah, just a little a mess. <laughs> so she tells them, you guys, one of you has something it likes and it's not going to stop chasing you until it knows what it is and who to get it from. And Derry sums up thusly, you're telling us this thing is out driving down the highway trying to freak people out so it can smell them. And Trish is like, why are we talking to you? And it's like, Trish, I don't know why you, like, this is not the line where you stop believing. You ran no, over like now a man with you wings. Kind of, right. Now is when I would be like, okay, whatever you say, double down on people who have been kind of right here and there. This woman knows your names. That's alone to me. Like, that okay, he's psych- mm-hmm. she's psychic. She's mm-hmm. she's clearly not making this up. She's trying to give you valuable information, Trish. And you're saying, no, I'm too traumatized. I can't accept it. You have to open your heart to people like this. Unfortunately, just then the power goes out and the phones go out because unfortunately the creepers are the fucking police station now. The creepers here. And Terry said, that's not possible. We ran over it. And it's like, okay, it's like a demon, dude. It can't die. And Giselle yeah. says, I think it's eaten too many hearts for its own to ever stop. And my question to you, Allison, is who oh. will survive? Who will survive? Ugh, I can't. I feel like it wants Justin Long's eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay, could you walk me through why you think that? Uh, just because he's like seen. Uh, down the tube now. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. So I feel like he's like, I want the eyes that have seen what I've done, kind of, to like close that circle. <laughs> I think that makes absolute sense. So I feel like maybe he dies. And then how do we feel about Trish? Trish survives. Though, wait, are the other, is the old high school um, urban legend a brother-sister? No, they're or a couple. A couple. Oh, it's like, what's the difference? It's Florida. Um, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh um, you will be banned from Florida going forward. I'm fine with that. Um, no, I like Miami. I love Florida. Yeah. No, it's very beautiful. Listen, this is America. There's a lot of inbreeding everywhere you go. There's a I lot mean, of problems. There's terrible people everywhere. There's awful people in Brooklyn with me. There's like, two awful you know. people doing this podcast right now, and yet you're listening, so that's I'm, on you. you know? We're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever podcasts are sold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, I feel like because in the urban legend, both of them died, that both of them will die. Okay, great. Love it. But I think it's his eyes that they want. I think that, that I, creepers out. I like your logic here. Yeah. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. 
LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better, too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. A police officer goes to do a head count in the jail now that the power has gone out. So he's going mm-hmm. through all that we see him go through the cells with a flashlight. Finally, he gets to the second to last one. There's the inmates are sort of like terrified on one wall. They sort of point him to the end. And we see that the creeper has pulled the bars open to a cell and is eating one of the inmates inside or eating some body part from inside the inmate. The officer starts shooting at the creeper. It does not do any good. It cannot be killed by conventional means. Right. So upstairs, all the police officers are like, oh my God, they assume, you know, it's somebody like, like someone wearing body armor is attacking people. Like there's some like rogue shooter. Couldn't be further from the truth, police officers. Right. They, if only Giselle had told them, maybe they would have some information. But you know, she she right. has her visions and she has to stick to them. So, so she yells to them to run, saying in her visions they were at the police station where the creeper found them. So she starts singing Jeepers Creepers and tells them if they hear it, they'll hear it again on an old phonograph, and one of them will be screaming the last scream they will ever scream. And Trish and Derry, I think, are recently like, so, like, does this supposed to help us? Like, are right. they always true? Like, is this, is there anything we could do to um, subvert this? Or is this, you, you yeah, are seeing the future and that's it? Yeah, right. Is it, is it like, this is what happens no matter what? It, or is this a warning of, like, this is what's coming? So now that you can predict that. Right. What can you do to avoid that or change it or alter it? I think, unfortunately, Giselle tells them, it's not like a movie, I don't dream everything. So I just get, like, snippets. Like, I, I'm just telling oh, you this okay. with the hope that it could help, but I don't, I don't have solutions. Meanwhile, the cops are, are trying to go down the stairs into the jail area, and the creeper drops from the ceiling and attacks one of them, and they, you know, open fire on this thing. It doesn't matter. It can fly. It's, it's, it's impervious yeah. to bullets. It's, there's nothing they yeah. could do. Nothing matters. Meanwhile, uh, Trish and Darian and Giselle run down to an exit, but it's locked. So they're essentially trapped at the end of a hallway. And, and, and they're like, and Trish is like, you didn't see this part? Which I thought was funny. Right. 
<laughs> and Derry says, okay, so like, it seems to me that you've seen who it wants and what it wants. So who screamed you here? And she looks at Trish. And Trish is like, I don't believe you. Which again, Trish, I get it. But like, you know. And Dar- at this point. Yeah. And Derry's begging. so right. Yeah. And Derry's like, are you ever wrong? Are your dreams ever wrong? And she's like, I, you know, it doesn't work that way. It's not, that's not how it works. Suddenly the creeper is crawling down the wall towards them. And Derry oh, and it Trish. Can crawl on walls? Oh, absolutely. It yeah, it defies gravity. It? it can click yeah. Yeah, like a gecko. So it's crawling on a wall. Yeah. Derry and Trish are able to escape and run up the stairs, and the creeper sniffs Giselle. But because it only wants what it wants, it doesn't kill her. So she she's she's fine. So it smells the Giselle and it keeps going. Element of this just doesn't work for me. But okay. I mean, I guess you have to make it co- more complicated, or make it like you. Some people can right. escape it. Like you have to add a little complication, or else, like yeah, if it's just going to show up and kill everyone, what could anyone do? Right. What's the movie? Like everyone dies. Yeah. So yeah, I get that. But I'm also just. It also just is, like, feels a little finicky. Absolutely. Just get some eyes. <laughs> so they go. They make it to an interrogation room, but unfortunately, the creeper bursts through the the two way mirror, and it grabs Derry. And it has like in the a chokehold, and it, it's it's sniffing dairy. And Trish is trying to convince the monster to take me. She's like, "I'm stronger. I'm the better one. I, he, I have everything he has, but better." And for a second, the creature sort of takes a look at it, like, "Oh, well, I'll consider it." Unfortunately, the creeper has made its decision. The creeper has delivered its final answer, and it explodes through the window and flies off with dairy. And Trish screams, and she's running. She gets on the street, and she's running after it, but she's not fast enough. Yeah, I mean, it's flying. You can't, what can you do? And in the morning, Trish just stayed there overnight, and, and Giselle's trying to comfort Trish. And, you know, her parents have just arrived, and Trish says to Giselle, you never answered Derry's question, like, are your dreams ever wrong? Like, if you saw him in the dark while Jeepers Creepers played, does that mean it's definitely going to happen? And Giselle's like, I'm just a crazy old lady. You can't listen to me. Because the answer is yes. They're always right. But it's like, what is right. she supposed to say? It's like, right. well, I mean, you saw that demon, man. I, you know, It's not yeah. on me to tell you what happens. We know what's going to happen. Right. And so Trish steps outside to meet her parents, and she sees a, crow's fly, a, crow, a crow flying, and it flies, mm-hmm. and we follow its flying to an abandoned factory where we hear, of course, Jeepers Creepers playing on a phonograph. And the creeper has set up its new sort of like house of pain. He's got like sure. dozens of candles, and we hear dairy screaming. I'm glad, I'm glad there's mood lighting. Oh, absolutely! It's done. Like it has like a little sewing machine and stuff. And so as we enter the room, dairy screaming stops. And not only has the creeper torn out dairy's eyes, but has torn like all the way through its skull. So it's like eye sockets extend all the way to the back of um, dairy's skull. So the last mm-hmm. images of the creeper looking through the empty sockets of dairy's head. Through its eye sockets, through its eye sockets, and that's it. Okay. And then the movie ends with the song "Here Comes the Boogeyman" because that was the original title of the film, which is also a very creepy uh, song. Yeah, I got a lot of questions now, Allison. Before I let you vent, which part of this movie made me so mad? I want to be clear. By the end of it, I was like, okay, I'm back on board. But when they discuss it, I was so mad. Which part of this movie was it? It was something that you touched on. Was it something with uh, the psychic? No, it was something with the, the truck. Oh. Was it the truck? Like, is the truck also paranormal? I guess we're supposed to believe so. But no, the problem I had is the idea that this demon 
mailed in a request for a vanity license plate yes, to be put yes. on its murder mobile. Right. And had to, like, go to the Florida DMV or, like, make a copy of its driver's license. It had to spend, like, $75. And I'm like, does he have money? Does he have human language? Like, why would he, like, who, how did he find out? Who right. does he, where, when did he get his license? Did he have to go get, like, special tr- learning for the truck? I was so mad when they were like, be eating you. I was like, come on. And then, like, obviously you have to update your registration and license, but, like, as, like car ownership involves a lot of, like, constantly, like, paying fees oh, and, and replacing things. Yeah. Does, like, does he have to, like, I mean, I guess he's had the same old truck the whole time, so maybe mm-hmm. he hasn't had to, like, switch out the plates, but... I guess maybe he just, like... When a, he got it, did it come with, like, a dealership plate that's, like, plastic or whatever that he had to replace? Um, I think that's... These are all questions I'd love to have answered. I want to be clear, this is not... This does not make the movie bad. It is what it is. I think it's very fun. But that was one thing where I'm right. like, all right, okay, I'll allow it. Yeah. Sometimes, like, those little things, you're like, does he just have a closet full of coats and hats? Where did those come from? Like, there's always... I guess I thought the hat and the coat maybe were made out of human skin. But then, yeah, why does, that he, makes sense. Why does he preserve the bodies once he already yeah, takes them? Yeah, that was them? another question. Like, once you get what you need, yeah, it's not like dead humans regenerate even if they're preserved. So it's not like you could, like, keep getting the same stuff, but then also you wouldn't need to hunt. It, I have a lot of right. questions. Yeah, what is the benefit to it? Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up before we get into fatal mistakes is that this movie is based on a real-life murder it is not, of course, was not committed by a demon, of course. But uh, there, in 1990, Michigan resident Dennis DePew was the target of a police manhunt after he murdered his wife and dumped her body behind an abandoned schoolhouse. So essentially, this guy was dumping his wife's body and that two people happened to be driving by. <gasps> Ray and Marie Thornton, a brother and sister, just like Darian Trish, they happened to be driving by just when he was doing it and were able to identify it. Now, Unfortunately, in the real life, it was also very tragic that this guy tried to go on the lam and ended up being killed. He had killed himself during a shootout with police, but mm-hmm. they were driving along a long stretch of road in Michigan, and they happened to see them, and he uh, followed them in his van for several miles before taking off. So he didn't do anything to them, but it is loosely based on that. That is scary. And um, this is from an article on Screen Rant by Jessica Beebe from November of 2020. In case you want to Google this, this is this is their write-up about it. But I was like, how the hell would this be based on a true story that I read it? I'm like, oh, the things that a human would be doing, those elements, not the uh, flying right. demon man. Yeah, and the, like, being impenetrable to bullets and eating eyes. Yeah. Well, speaking of, what were some fatal mistakes? Fatal mistakes. Taking the scenic route and having the scenic route be the location of a, what turns out to be true, urban legend involving murder, mm-hmm. I just fly. Couldn't like, be Like, fly home. Couldn't be Take you. a faster route. Um, take the train. Take the train. I love a train. Um, also, Derry demanding that they see what's down there instead of just going directly to a police station. Yes. And being like, I saw someone dump a body. Like, the police will take you seriously if you just show up and are like, we were driving, we saw what we think was somebody dump a body wrapped in a sheet yeah. at this point on the highway. 
like there's a tube there, this was the truck, I think you should go investigate. Like that's yes. enough information for them to act. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, this movie definitely adds the complication of the fact that it's a demon and it's able to kill the police or whatever. Sure. But, yeah, and I think mine would be when they stop outside um, I, um, Eileen Brennan's house to try mm-hmm. to make a call. And I just got to say, a call, a call to whom? Just keep driving. Yeah, just keep You're going to call going. more cops? They're going to get eaten by t- the monster too. What's, what's the plan I here? wonder— if, like, now that we know the demon's, like, vibe and, like, what he's after, the creeper, like, I wonder if he has kind of just, like, a, like a county that he focuses, like, if you if you get far enough away, is he, like, this is too much work, I'm just going to find something else, like, someone else? It does seem to be that. Since um, he has a home base. Yes, I think we're to think if you go far enough away, you'll be fine, but I, and because there are all those missing people who are local missing people, and I guess ostensibly this only happens for four weeks, every 23 years. So sure. I guess maybe that's long enough, but I just think like, you'd think that somebody who worked at the police station would be like, oh yeah, 23 years ago this was happening. Yeah, Clearly there it's the were same also person. a bunch of missing people. Yeah. And I just had a few would you rather Great. Jeepers Creepers questions for you. Okay. Would you rather be preserved nude forever wearing Crocs or preserve, preserve nude forever wearing a fanny pack? Oh, fanny pack. Okay. Like, I mean, I have a fa- in 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 the, the pandemic. I have purchased a fanny pack. I see. And yeah, uh, I can't. I can't shade you for that. I wouldn't wear a fanny pack only because I know that it, I'm just not. I think you have to be a certain level of cool, or you just have to be resigned to your fate as a. Also, like you could wear it person. loose enough that it could like be low slung enough to like cover at least. That's some a great point. A little of bit of genitals. modesty. A little bit of modesty. You're right. <laughs> Fanpack's the winner. Would you rather be a demon who drives an old, terrifying creeper truck or a demon who drives a 2009 maroon PT Cruiser with faux wood paneling? Creeper truck. I was looking at At least that's a a vibe. Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He had a whole aesthetic. Absolutely. (laughs) I looked up and apparently they stopped making PT Cruisers in um, 2010. And the reason is because nobody was buying them. Who knew? Oh, wow. That's so shocking. Um, and then finally, would you rather live alone in a house with no phone and 40 cats or be murdered? No phone. Where am I? In the middle of the, in the middle of nowhere? Yeah. Because mm. I feel like I could get away with no phone in the city. You know what I mean? Well, you don't live in the city, Elsa, do you? Okay. You live in the middle well, of nowhere. Then- you live in Eileen Brennan's house. <laughs> I guess be murdered. Yeah, that's the correct it's answer. so much. I like cats, but like even the reason I don't have one is I'm like, oh, the litter box situation is just not for me. You can't have people over, that's for sure. You can't you can't have people over. One, also, it would your your job would just be litter box maintenance. Absolutely. Yeah, there's no moment where a cat wouldn't be defecating somewhere in your house. Just right. just time-wise. And like that's every exhausting hour. and disgusting. Yeah. yeah, right. 40 of them. I mean, they're not all going to crap at the same time. Um, and finally, that brings us to the spooky scale, which I feel like when I picture yeah. the spooky scale, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. really like a, like a blood-drenched abacus made of, of gorgeous dark wood. And I feel like it would really fit in with the creeper's aesthetic in his little um, candlelit house of pain. So just imagine that. And we're picking which um, where the creep, Jeepers Creepers falls on our... Spooky scale of spooky one scale. to ten screams. A spooky scale. 
I find I kind of imagine it more like the uh, train departure times at Grand Central. Oh, that's great. So it flips at, up. Which, which like, okay, great. Love so it's it. like jeepers creepers, and then a number. Also a scary. But I term. do like yours too. Two, I mean, two great pieces of arc, of uh, you know interior design. Um, I think like a four. Mm-hmm. I think this is still scary. I think the concept of the whole movie being about him wanting to eat eyes is a pretty creepy thing. Mm-hmm. So, but also, you know, knowing all the hoops he had to jump through with the DMV and, and what that means. And I think it knocks it down a few pegs for sure. Um, I would agree with you. I'm going to give this a three. Um, Cause mm-hmm. I like, um, I like the idea of the creeper. I think it's a, a creepy. There's obviously, there's a, uh, I think two sequels and yeah. uh, one that's coming out this year. Oh. So we absolutely should do those. I really, enjoy, I think it's very fun. Like in like, oh, we'd see it in a movie theater and I'll like scream, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. But I'll tell you, a monster's scary. A monster that could drive a car, much less scary. Yeah. I don't like to- Just it, fly. It invites so many questions about like, how did it learn? Does it have to go get, where does it get gas? Gas. You know, right. yeah. It, 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 it invites a humanness. That that mm-hmm. undermines its monsterness. I, he's still disgusting. Yes. I still hate I'm the with creeper, you. but I yeah. don't want to logistically figure out. Mm-hmm. You know, does he have to go get like repairs? I mean, does he have an extended warranty? I, you know, that kind of right. stuff. As someone who yeah. who now has a car, I constantly mm-hmm. am thinking about those things. So it's like, where does oh, does he have to fix his car himself? Like, where does he get parts? You know, he has to go to like. Right. You know, you have to get his oil changed, you know. Does he go to Pet Boys? Like, what's happening? <laughs> right, exactly. Just staying there in his filthy, blood-soaked coat, waiting for like an, an hour and a half. I mean, I guess I could get lunch <laughs> and come back. Um. Just eating a guy's heart, like, for lunch. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, guys, thank you so much for joining us for Jeepers yes. Creepers. We hope you yes. enjoyed this as much as we did. And even if you didn't, it doesn't matter because we just do this anyways. Right, right. You listened to it. You made it this far. Yeah, so, keep going. Yes. Don't keep that stopping. is a great that is a great um way to think about our podcast. You've made it this far, <laughs> so just keep going. <laughs> it's safer this way. If you're having fun listening to us do this, please rate, subscribe, review, tell your friends to listen to this podcast. We want to keep doing it. Uh we're going to either way, but it's more fun if there's more of you out there doing things like recommending movies and asking us questions. So email us at ruined at the radiopoint.com almost busted up but we got it we got it well thank you so much guys for listening and you know until next week always always keep it spooky keep it spooky Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach Sabrina Fonfetter and Houston Snyder recorded and edited by Kat Iosa Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.